This is the First Emmanuel Lutheran Church Podcast. For more information about us, who we are, and how to get connected, check us out online at filministries.org. Today's message is delivered by Pastor Tim Sieben. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as we continue our sermon series, Deck the Halls with All Your Feelings, today we get to be excited. I love being excited. It's, it's a highlight of my day when I get to see people and I get to be filled with great joy and excitement in praising the Lord or in greeting each other. Today we look at the excitement of the angels who came with an amazing message to those shepherds. They were the messengers. The ones who would proclaim the Messiah is born. We know what that joyful excitement and anticipation is all about. The angels must have been anticipating this moment. The prophecies had said a Messiah would come, and they were the ones who would get to share that message. We too know what that joyful anticipation is all about. I know for me, I joyfully anticipate with great excitement vacations. It might be six months away. And who knows when our next vacation will be for us, for many of us. I know we're feeling that right now. When it's on the calendar, we look at the websites, we get excited about where we're going to go and what we're going to see. Joyful anticipation. Others joyfully and excitedly anticipate the birth of a child or a grandchild or the birth of a friend's child. There's that palpable anticipation of what is to come. And finally, uh, many of us anticipate with great joy gathering with our families on holidays. I know for me, we used to pile into our Caprice Classic station wagon and drive to Chicago or up to Wausau to spend time with family. And those were precious moments, exciting times to be with our family. This year it might be a little different, like is in the picture up there. We may be Zooming or FaceTiming to connect with our loved ones, but there's still joy in seeing faces. I hear many stories from people who visit uh, people at nursing homes, whether at Lasada or in our communities, and they say the joy on the people's faces makes it all worth it. They're excited to see someone else. And when it's family, it's extra special. For some of us, there may be joyful anticipation about what's going to be under the Christmas tree this year. My spouse bought me something. They don't really do that. What is it? I'm excited. Or maybe you're looking forward to seeing someone unwrap your special gift. Anticipation of a completed project. Anticipation of something special. It gets us excited. I know when I'm working on something, some the projects around the house aren't always easy to do, or when you're trying to accomplish something, it's not always easy to do the grunt work. But there's that joyful anticipation and that excitement about, oh, but it's going to be awesome when it's finally done. Maybe you watch some of those shows like I do where people turn over the keys to their house or they pay a builder some dollars and they're going to build something beautiful for them but they don't let them see it as it's being built. Then there's finally that day when they get to see that finished product and they 
walk up to it, and the eyes are down, and the big countdown, three, two, one. They look up with the wonder and awe of this beautiful creation. I like Pete Nelson and Treehouse Masters. They build beautiful trees in the skies, and I always love the expression. They're like, yes, adults are crying because of the joy-filled anticipation of something amazing. Well, the angels were bringing the big reveal to the shepherds out in the fields. The Messiah, who they had been waiting for for thousands of years, finally would be born in that little town of Bethlehem. And it was these angels, they would be the chorus that would celebrate that big reveal announcement. For they had been waiting thousands of years for this Messiah the angels in heaven must have been set, you know, wondering, is today the day? Is tomorrow the day? When is it going to happen? Well, on this particular evening, while the shepherds were in the fields, they knew, ah, it's it. It's finally time. There were hundreds of prophecies that Scripture writers had written about in the Old Testament pointing them to this very day, the big reveal, when the Messiah would be born. Imagine the anticipation of the angels, the host of heaven, as they waited to celebrate the birth of the King. The excitement. The joy. This is supposed to be an excited emoji, right? It's like, yes! We got it! And the angels were the ones who would be the excited ones that day as they shared the good news to the shepherds. First, we focus on the words of the angel, not the angel chorus, but the angel who came and spoke to the shepherds who said, Fear not! For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Then it went from one to a multitude. The Gospel writer Luke wrote it this way, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. That beautiful crescendo, those words of praise that must have echoed off of the mountaintops outside of that little town of Bethlehem as the angel chorus proclaimed glory to God. Peace to men on earth. Another beautiful illustration here of what that might have looked like. The glory, the splendor, the majesty, the announcement that Jesus is born. We often don't use the word host very often. We don't say, I went to church and I saw a host of people. But the, the word host is used to describe large groups, armies even. And when you picture those angels, this is a good picture. It, it shows that there was a, a huge number of them. Not just a couple, not just a little chorus, but instead a multitude. An army of the heavenly hosts giving praise to God. Here's another beautiful depiction of what that might have looked like. The majesty and the splendor of the big reveal. Yes, Mary, Joseph, and Zechariah, and Elizabeth knew that something amazing was happening, but this was a public proclamation to random shepherds out in the field. The big reveal. 
The joy and excitement of this announcement must have been exceptionally powerful. I can't imagine how the shepherds felt. I would have been a little afraid, but I probably also would have had that joy and that excitement about what is going on around me. And what would that joy and excitement look like today? And my illustrations may not connect with all of you, but when you think about excitement and when you think about a multitude or a host of people, I often think of a sporting arena. And as you hear that bump of a bass line in one certain stadium here in Wisconsin, and it goes, how does the crowd respond? They all go, go, pack, go. And in one voice, 60,000 people urge on those 12 players on the field to do amazing things. That is a, a multitude of hosts encouraging the players. That's what it would have been like, except it was angels proclaiming the birth of our Savior, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Imagine a chorus of angels I picture them in perfect pitch. I picture them in perfect harmony proclaiming these words, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. I have the privilege every three years to go on a national youth gathering for the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate. I've been doing it. I'd missed one since I was 16 years old. Let's put it that way. And in those events, Lutherans from around the country come and gather in a stadium. It's been uh, the Superdome in New Orleans. It's been the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. This one was at U.S. Bank Field. But when you get that many people together, imagine being in worship with that multitude of hosts. It's remarkable. One time I remember in New Orleans, uh, we were gathering around the theme of higher ground, that higher ground in Christ is, was our focus. And there was an African-American gentleman who came in to motivate us and, and get us going and he shared the Word of God. And he was sharing how wherever God is, is holy ground. That is higher ground. Then he pulled out his deep bass voice. and He began to sing. This is holy ground. We're standing on holy ground. For the Lord is present, and where He is, is holy. And he taught us this song. 25,000 teens and adults praising God in one voice, no musical instruments in the background, just the voice. What a moment. What an amazing experience of praising God with one voice. That's what I envision. That's what I picture of this heavenly host praising God in a way that only can be done by angelic creatures. And what an amazing experience it must have been for them. For humanity, the excitement should indeed be real. Because the baby born in the manger is Christ the Lord. And we've been looking forward to Him for a long time. For this baby would change the world. As the prophet Isaiah wrote, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His wounds, we 
are healed. It's hard for us maybe to get excited about these words. It talks about the suffering and the brutality that Christ faced for us. But even in these words, these prophetic words, you and I can be excited and find great joy because through His punishment, we receive peace. And through His wounds, we are healed. This babe born in the manger came to redeem, to heal, to bring hope, to bring peace to a broken world. It's the best gift the world would ever would receive. This great reveal happened that night. This babe in the manger who would do so much to save humanity from sin. For this message of the Christ child born and given to us reminds us that through Jesus we have sins forgiven. We have peace on earth. Through Jesus we have eternal life. This is the message that the angels knew they were revealing that night, that the world would be changed because of this little baby Jesus who would go up to do so much more. The angels must have been overjoyed with excitement because they knew that the broken world would be redeemed and restored through Jesus. The big reveal. They got to share that big reveal which changes lives. But now that mountaintop experience is past for the shepherds who were out in the field that day. Maybe your mountaintop experience of hearing the organ or being a part of something beautiful and amazing like I was at the youth gathering, that is now done. So how are we excited today about what Christ has done for us? That's where our epistle lesson comes in and Paul is teaching the young church in Rome. He says, do not be slothful. I, I like that word. Sloths are really slow moving. They're kind of cool. But do not be slothful in your zeal. But instead it says be fervent in the Spirit and serve the Lord. Fervent uh, in the Greek talks about boiling or burning. Fervent, it means energized. It means joyful. It means excited. The boiling of hot water, just boiling over with excitement or the, the heat and the, the power and the hotness of being stoked in a fire. That is how our faith should be. That is our response to what Christ has done. And it helps us now as we understand what they're talking about to see that whole Scripture lesson again in context about our response to what Christ has accomplished for us. He teaches us to let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in the Spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. And seek to show hospitality. Our excitement should overflow in our daily lives and in our interaction with our family and our friends that zeal and hope and joy that we have in Christ overflows into our actions towards others. For the excitement of Christmas boils over in us. As we are filled with His Word and we get excited in worship, it overflows into our relationships 
in the afternoon. May our joy, our zeal, our hope in that newborn King bring excitement as we go back to our daily spaces and places. May we bring that joy to others. Because the project is complete. The big reveal has come. Jesus was born in the flesh to be our substitute. Jesus humbly took our sins to the cross. Jesus triumphed over death. And by His resurrection, gives eternal life to everyone who believes. That's the big reveal. The angels were excited because they knew this would happen over the next 33 years of Jesus' life and the world would be changed forever. It's that amazing excitement. The big reveal that the Messiah has come. The angels proclaimed it. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among whom His favor rests. Believers in Christ, may God bring you that peace spoken of by the excited angels and may that peace then overflow in you as you interact with all those you engage the rest of the day. May the glory of God shine through you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you want to learn more about First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, visit filministries.org. We'll see you next week, and God bless.